guys, and welcome to the second season of the Yamcast, where we help young adults navigate this world and assist anyone in starting a young adult ministry. We do this by going through some books of the Bible that we are currently going through with our own young adult group. I am one of your hosts, Erica Haas. And I'm the other host, Chris Stukenberg. We love to guide this age group through life and their faith. And this season, we're actually going to cover the book of Ruth. Uh-huh. And we're super excited about it. So if you'd like to know more, check us out at Instagram at the EMCast or Facebook at EMCastPod. Or you can email us at EMCastPod at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please share with your friends because we all know that sharing is caring. Subscribe, rate, and review on any of the podcast platforms. Well, welcome back. Meaning, you know, a week has gone by since you've heard our voices. An entire week. An entire week. I know you missed it because we're fantastic, so. And we just (laughs) (laughs) took a little bit. And we just thought we'd take a slight break from actual content and just kind of talk about, you know, what's going on in a lot of college students' lives right now, which would be going back to school, right? Right, and we're definitely not trying to string season two out as long as we possibly can. No. No. Because we have things. No, these are legitimate topics. Yes. But I'm just saying. We I have think, things on the docket. I think some might think. Yeah. Ruth 4 was last, you know, a couple of weeks ago. You guys are done with Ruth 4. Move on to season three. And we don't want to do that yet. Mm-mm. We have a lot to talk about. We do. So we would like to do an entire show here where we just chat. About stuff. And specifically, this time we're talking about stuff that deals with back to school. Everyone's favorite thing. I mean, some. Some maybe not. You know. Especially right now. But. It's weird. Everybody's going back to school, so. everything. Everyone's going back to school, whether it's virtual or in person. Mm-hmm. My kids said the other day, that they both were so excited to get out of school starting in March, but now they are so excited to go back to school. And it's like the first time in their lives that they just can't wait to go back. Yeah, a little bored. Kind of cool. And I know that uh, their mother and I are very excited for them to go back to (laughs) in-person. I have heard that from so many parents, them being like, if we're doing virtual, um, I'm not doing it. We're just not doing it. I love my kids. The last five months have been tremendously challenging. I mean, and not even just you guys having to be together all of the time, but it's also like for a lot of that time, you weren't even supposed to be seeing other people. So it's literally just the four of you. Yeah, it had nothing to do with my kids. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, wow. Can't go to parks. Can't go to this to help distract us. Can't see these people. Can't, yeah. Can't do play dates, can't, whatever it might be. Totally. And in our case, we sold our house right before COVID started. And then we were living in a friend's house waiting to Majorly downsized. buy a house. And so we bought a house, started to renovate it. And now we're uh, in that house trying to make it feel like home while starting school and trying to get ready for fall ministry year and all that mm-hmm. other kind of fun stuff. So, so back to school this year is really weird. And so we thought we'd just sit back and just talk about back to school, maybe reminisce a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tell some funny stories. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you how did you always feel about back to school when you were a youngin? I'm the oldest in my family. So going back to school was terrifying because I was always the person who had to deal with whatever it was first. Mm-hmm. 
So in our school, we had, well, first I started at a private Catholic school for two years. And that was terrifying because nuns are scary. <laughs> yeah, sister. Yeah. And I had a best friend. We would build like weird contraptions out on the football field. Like we would find a magnifying glass and then tie it to a thing and try to roast ants with it. Super cool kindergartners. Yes. Uh, Quite resourceful. And first graders. So then we moved to Illinois uh, right before my second grade year. And I joined a second grade class and tried to be super cool so that my friends would like me. And I made all these lies about myself. Like <laughs> I can kick a ball really far. <laughs> but I was anxious the night before we started second grade because I was learning a whole new. I mean, everything was going to be upended. Totally different. Sixth grade, our school, we did a bus from our where I lived by over to another town and that town hosted sixth grade and that was it. I was terrified. And then I got down to the bus stop and I realized all the kids at the bus stop are like high school kids. Oh. And I started playing clarinet as a sixth grader. Oh. And then I got mocked and beat up and they threw my clarinet down on the ground one time. Oh my word. This so is I a hard time so for I you. So I didn't really want to go back to school. And then seventh grade was a different so so from sixth to seventh it was a different school. And that was tough. And then eighth grade, I feel like I finally mastered what school was going to be like. And then I started ninth grade, so I had to get – I was just freaked out all the time. But the good news is it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. And the other good news is all of my siblings got to be pep-talked by me before they went to whatever. Mm. Because I was like, it's not going to be that bad. I did this before. And, yeah, they poked me with needles. And, yeah, they (laughs) – Oh my gosh! Yeah, the bus ride to Leaf River was bad. Yeah, they poked you with needles, and yeah, they you know snorted uh, Kool Aid through their nose, and we all got in trouble for it. But <laughs> everything was fine. We made it through. We yeah yeah we survived. So you're gonna survive just fine too. And then all my siblings got to be had the benefit of me being the guinea pig. Now that that led all the way to to college. You know, I went from a little town in in Illinois with like nobody to moving to Chicago, Illinois Why? <laughs> for my, you know, my first year of school. And that was brutal. Uh, so, yeah, I back to school has a certain element of anxiety for me. Yeah. Understandably so. Getting poked with needles. And as I say all those things out loud, my. I realize I might need counseling. And so perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I should... Bring it up some. If, if any of you out there are doing some counseling on the side for free. Because I have a pastor's salary. It's not that, you know, it's not that great. But uh, I might need to work through some of those things. So <laughs> You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm getting anxious as we speak. What's going yeah, on now? I'm starting to sweat a little bit. And <laughs> can't breathe. Erica, oh my how about gosh. you? Back to school. And I would love to hear from you, not just as a kid, but then moving into teaching. Mm. So mm-hmm. you've had a progression of back to school it's for your true. whole life. So what's And I still like? do it, yeah. I mean, I, I never minded back to school. I loved school supply shopping. I still do. Nerd. Loved the new things. Loved like new pencils and folders and ugh. You are just loved double, it. You're doubling down on the nerdness here. I mean, or I just like being organized because I wasn't really a nerd. You're, but you're right. People who are obsessed with organizing are not nerds. No. <laughs> I, think, I like things in a row. What are you talking about, Chris? I think the definition of kidding. nerd is somebody who likes something that's in a particular way. I mean, maybe. So that. that but just academically, I wasn't like. I've got to get my work done. No, I was like, I want to be social. So oh, good. I got to get my work done and then I can be social. It wasn't, I got to get my work done. So it's correct. That didn't really matter. So I was far more social. And that's really why I wanted to go back to school was I wanted to be social. Like we always had our county fair at Stevenson County Fair in August. It used to always be in August. They moved it to July, whatever, but it used to always, yeah, it used to always be in August 
and it was the week that school would start. So mm-hmm. you finally got to like go there and see all your friends before school would start. I loved it. It was so great. Um, but I loved, yeah, I loved going back to school and then enjoyed it even more once college came around. I loved college. College was great. But then, and actually, I don't mind going back to school as a teacher. It's just those first couple of weeks are probably my least favorite. Like, I have to remember that the kids that I left, I trained them for nine months. And now I'm starting from the bottom, you know? And it's just, I have to, like, remind myself of that every year. And it's a, it's hard. Right. Because they, they need some, you know, they need some guidance. Especially after having how many months off that they have had. So, it's definitely a little more rough this year. But... I'm this year I'm doing things differently too. I'm not teaching an actual class. I'm doing a lot of tutoring, more of like a resource teacher. I help out in the kindergarten classroom. And actually the kindergarten class, I mean, there's a few that need guidance as they all do, but they're actually doing pretty well. We're pretty shocked at how well they can sit and not need to, you know, always be doing things. So it's actually kind of great. But but yeah, I the first couple of weeks are always a struggle, especially just getting back into waking up, talking all day long. I mean, in the summer I did that, as most of you know. Like, I worked still in the summer with kids. But I've had the last three weeks off. And then going back to working full-time for a full week, I'm like, whew, ready to go to bed basically when I get home. So it's tiring. And my voice box hurts and just lots of talking. (laughs) Lots of talking. I'm just imagining you saying farewell to your students in May and they're just... You know, perfectly dressed and their hair is mm. perfectly <laughs> taken care of. And they're like, bye, bye. And, you know, they're all like waving like the, you know, the, I don't know, the the kids from Sound of Music. That's what I was thinking of yeah, too. Just, you know. Goodbye. Singing, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in the fall, it's like you have a thousand Jack Jacks from oh, oh, Incredibles. My, that's and they're so just true. like. Going crazy, going crazy, multiple And then you add a mask in there, and it's, like, even worse. The good news is you can't see them. <sighs> They're invisible behind the mask. Yep. You're like, where'd they go? How are the kids oh, right. doing with the masks? Are they okay with They're them really not doing too bad, but it is a lot of... With the kindergartner specifically, I don't know what it's like in the older grades, but in the kindergarten specifically, it's a lot of... It's got to cover your nose. It's got to cover your nose. There's a lot of that. That's so surprising. Um... And because we have plexiglass in between a lot of their, or not a lot, all of their kind of desks. So when they're sitting at their desk, they don't necessarily have to wear it. But when they get up, so it's a lot of, oh, you're out of your seat. Where's your mask? Mm -hmm. A lot of that. But really, they don't complain about wearing them. It's really not that bad. It is just a lot of, oh, we're out of our seat. We have to wear a mask. So it's a lot of just reminding, training, that sort of thing. It may be in their mouth. Some of them are putting it on their heads. I'm like, it's not a chin strap, it's a face mask, right? So it needs to cover, yeah, your face, there you go. It's a lot of that. So. A lot of rhetorical questions that uh-huh. you don't want to ask. Mm-hmm. We have a producer moment coming yeah, through right it, now. It, I kind of laughed there because you said it's a lot of just like, hey, it's got to cover your nose, it's got to cover your nose. And I'm a senior in high school, and we hear that same exact thing. It's like constantly, hey, it's got to cover your nose. It's so <laughs> so, it, oh, it's so great. no different. <laughs> so K-5 and 12th grade having the same conversations. Yes. Yeah. So they, they come in in kindergarten doing the same things they leave in 12th grade doing? That's yeah. Not terribly surprising. <laughs> That's so true. Along with no, with masks and noses, 
I have pretty bad allergies twice mm-hmm. a year. And so we're moving into the the second of those two. My fall allergies are way less, not a big deal. But I sneezing inside of a mask is probably the grossest thing that you could do. So for years, I don't if I am ever gonna sneeze, I would rather just sneeze out and put my hand in front of myself kind of and try to stop it that way. I have friends that like sneeze into their shirt and mm-hmm. they just have like a goober all over their chest. I mean, how often Gross. do you sneeze and snot actually comes out? When you have allergies a fair okay. amount. Because okay. that's actually why you're sneezing is because your your body's sending out all the snot and it's like, what are you okay. gonna do with this? And so today I was taking a return to Walmart, had my mask on, standing in line. I fought back the sneeze, <laughs> but I'm honestly standing here in line as I'm about to sneeze, fighting it back, and I'm thinking to myself- Tears are running down your if face. If I sneeze, I'm pulling my mask down, which completely defeats the purpose uh-huh. of wearing the mask at all, but I don't care. That's how over the-anyway. Uh, I actually sneezed today where-like, I was walking up the stairs, and I was wearing my mask, and I just sneezed, which really, when I sneeze, it's just a lot of spit that gets- flung out. Oh, that's so much better. So it's better than a goober. How about this snotty running everywhere? Debatable. Well, maybe for you. For me, I'd rather have spit than anyways. But my boss was behind me and and he was like, oh, glad I'm wearing my mask. And I was like, I've got my mask on too. I just sneezed in it. And he's like, well, that's kind of gross. And I'm like, well, it's what we're supposed to do. Anyways. At least you didn't blow your mask off. You sneezed so hard. That would have been (laughs) awesome. (laughs) That actually would have been a story to tell. All right. So, back to school. Yeah. Oh, yes. sorry. We totally got... Well, actually, not quite off topic. No, Doesn't really matter. Masks are a it's big our, part It's of our show. We get school. to do what we want. It really is. Although, there is a point where listenership disappears because we go too far off of the rails. Mm, so, we've got to try to stay somewhat on the tracks. And we were close. Masks, school. I mean, we... Yeah. We Pretty much connected. Mm-hmm. So, we have, I'm sure, a number of funny stories... And things about back to school mm-hmm. that we could share with one another. That I think the people listening would appreciate. And it'll be a chance for them to get to know us a little better so they can trust us when we start season three, where we're going to cover. You'll have to wait for that we're one. I'm not telling you yet. <laughs> we do know, just so you know. We're not saying that as like, we do know. Um, so I don't have any funny, like, back-to-school memories, but I just have funny school memories. So oh. I actually shared one on Instagram trying to get other people to, you know, engage, you know, share their stories. So, yeah, I had – I'll share that one really quick for those of you who, you know, haven't either been on Instagram or Facebook. So I was in second grade, just got my hair cut, super stoked, great haircut. It was – so it framed my face and then, like, stopped at my shoulders – and it was all curled under, just under, going under all by my face. And I was like, this is the best haircut. And it was all curled, perfect, curled under. I get there, so stoked, meet up with some of my friends. And then there's this one girl in my class who, as I called her, like, the the bubble burster, like, she just always had to deflate your balloon, you know? Yeah. Those people who, you like, you don't really want to tell them anything nice because you know they're just going to... But you also really want their approval, you know? Right. So I go up to her and I'm like, hey, I got my hair cut. And she was like, oh, awesome. She's like, you totally look like a pilgrim. And I was like... <laughs> crushed. Crushed. I was like, that <laughs> cut me to the core. 
super, super not pleased anymore with my haircut. Granted, kind of did look kind of maybe pilgrimish because it was all curled under right around my face. And also, I'm not sure why it's bad to look like a pilgrim, but... We also don't totally know what the pilgrim looks no, like. No, we have so no that's idea. messed up, but offensive and really well done by that girl. Yeah, she she did a good job of really hurting my did, feelings. Did she stay a bubble burster? <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember later on. I didn't really care that much later on in school, but in elementary school, I very much cared. Like, she was one of the ones that I would always be like, hey, you, I'm not going to tell her name, but hey, you, I got some something to tell you so I could get her attention. But I never really had anything to tell her. I just wanted her attention. So oh. it worked It worked almost all of the time to get her attention. She's like, I got, oh my gosh, I've got like gossip, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what gossip was. I don't think I knew what gossip was. I've got then, gossip. But... I look like a pilgrim. <laughs> no? She already knew that. I didn't know what to tell her. Like, oh, okay. Do you have a, do you have yeah, a good story? That's good. I mean, I have others too. Oh, but... I have tons of school stories. I. The question is what's appropriate for the podcast and what's not. <laughs> I didn't always really run with Jesus, uh, so a lot of my stupidity happened at school, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't want to tell any of those stories. Right? That was from my mind. I, the biggest thing for me, as far even as far as back to school, and I don't know if it's funny, but all of that fear carried on all the way into adulthood. So, because mm. I finished my undergraduate degree while I was working full-time at a church and then I started seminary and even walking onto the seminary campus and you're, you're welcome to laugh at me here, but I felt like a, like that second grade kid walking into forest and grade school all over again. Were you having your backpack with your hands in your, I didn't have my backpack like that, but I did feel like that. It was this moment where I had this bag and I had my, my laptop, you know, and a couple of books and I just, the fear, the trepidation of it all, just, I walk onto the campus and I just felt like a tiny little child who was going to get run over by someone. Mm. And at that point, I'm a 23-year-old dude, so 22-year-old dude. Like, I should have been just fine. Yeah, the more I say that, I need I need to talk to someone. But uh, <laughs> Just going off into that. Yeah, uh. but even the doctorate class, like I started my doctorate, and it's so weird because every time I start something, I don't exactly know what I'm doing. But part of that even comes back to what I was saying earlier. I've, I'm the first person in my family to get a master's degree, first person to get a doctorate. So like I said on the podcast a few weeks ago when I was talking about my, my class that I'm taking right now and how amazing it is and how you o- love it. overwhelming it, it is to my life, there's a part of me that still feels somewhat anxious because I just don't know what I'm doing. Whereas I feel like if I had a dad you know, or, or a mom who was a Ph.D., and they could go, hey, son, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say anything against my parents. It's just I'm the first person in my entire lineage because we're mostly farmers. And and uh, one side of the family is pretty much farmers. The other side of the family is pretty much like artists types. So mm-hmm. that's a good mix. Those always those things always work well <laughs> together. <laughs> what you doing over there, painting? Uh, why don't you get out there and you know, milk some cows or something? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I've always just kind of felt like that. I have a ton of stories about school. More of them are probably heartbreaking, so we can save some of those for later. But, like, the funny stuff, I just always remember all these moments where my friends and I did stupid, stupid things that made everybody else laugh. In high school, this might not be a huge surprise to you because I know that a lot of people felt like I was really cocky. And sometimes they still feel that I am, even though I'm, I'm way different than I was. But I had a group of guys that we ran with, and we were all football players, all basketball players, all ran track. We kind of got to do whatever we wanted to do. 
So after our freshman year, the whole school kind of knew, oh, these guys are great. They, they, so our lunch table was the place to be, hilarious mm. stories, various bets that we would make with people, right? We would put money on the middle of the table, and then they would do something, and then they would earn all the money. Or if they didn't do it sufficiently, then someone else would get the money. We were pretty much terrible people. Mm. But fun. We As most little, high schoolers are. But we, had, we had a lot of fun. Like one time we paid my friend to trip intentionally in the lunchroom. So it was like meatloaf day. And what we did was we we piled his tray full of like mashed potatoes, gravy, meatloaf, everything that nobody ate. We mm -hmm. just made a pile of food and put like wrappers and stuff on it. And then we paid him to trip. And he walked to the front of the room with this wad of dollar bills in the middle of the table that he was going to earn if he did it right. And he intentionally tripped over a chair on the front row and then threw the tray as he, he landed face first in the ground. Like he sold it so well <laughs> that he didn't even put his hands down to stop himself. Like he intentionally to make it look super good. Uh -huh. And the tray went like end over end a couple times and the food is flying off. And then it hit the, the wall of the school lunchroom and just exploded with food. Like, all over the walls. People were getting sprayed all around. And we all stand up and just start. Like, we were oh standing gosh. ovation. And everyone's helping clean up. And we didn't because we were jerks. We all did their clap for him. Mm -hmm. But he made, like, 10 bucks. So it was totally worth Only it. Only 10 bucks? We're poor. Come on. Wow. Back when I was in school. Man. 10 bucks could buy you. I was hoping it was a little more than that. I would not do that for 10 bucks. That was, like, 20 bags of Skittles back then. Nope. <laughs> 20 bags of Skittles. <laughs> I would not do that for ten dollars. No. Oh, no. it was legit. Let's oh, just say gosh. that at that track meet that night, that boy was able to eat nachos and cheese, not out of his own pocket. You know what I'm out saying? Out of yours. So, and then he tried to run the hundred yard dash and it did not go well. But that's another. Uh, <laughs> so did you? Did you guys have like lunch monitors or anybody? No. Okay. At least not. I'm not that trying I, to think if I actually did. At least too. not that I remember. But I'm sure that if there were, they just trusted that we were good kids and we weren't going to do anything wrong. Which Be was part of the problem. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, watching shows now where they have high schools and stuff, I'm like, where are the teachers? Or where are the super – like, I always am thinking that in the back of my head. And I guess in lunch, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know if we really had people walking around supervising. I mean, we had, obviously, the lunch people. And then we had – I don't know. We had people, like, standing at around, but not, like – Walking through, making sure you're not piling everybody's food on one plate and making bets. You know, we didn't have any of that. So I don't, yeah, so when I really think about it, I probably didn't have, let's be real, they probably weren't getting paid very much either. So they're like, I don't really care. But there is a philosophical reason for what you're describing. When you're watching a high school show today, typically all you focus on are the people in the show. There's no lunch monitors. There's none of that kind of stuff. Part of the reason for that is as a teenager, we are so myopic, mm. meaning all we do is focus on ourselves, ourselves, that we don't even notice. Like, I don't remember if there was a lunch monitor or not. Mm -hmm. So if I was writing a script about that lunchroom situation, I wouldn't you write any of those people there. in because then none of them, in my story, in my head, none of them matter because they weren't there. The only people that mattered were the, you know, the six football boys that threw money in the middle of the table and made this embarrassing True. thing. But then I, as a, I was starting to follow Jesus more faithfully at that point. I felt bad for the lunch ladies who really believed that he had fallen intentionally and they were running, rushing out to help him. They're like wiping the walls with a rag. And I'm like, we can't do this for much longer. Like this is, <laughs> this is kind of cruel. There's something wrong with us. We need to figure that out. And then that, that thought fleeted. And but the next day, we and did the next it. day we yeah, did it again. Multiple <laughs> stupid bets. You but, had that little, little moment of like, 
Huh, I feel a little guilty. Oh, nope, gone. <laughs> but eventually the Holy Spirit went out, you know? Mm-hmm. Eventually he shut me up and told me... Get yeah, together. My Jiminy Cricket moment where the Holy Spirit just kind of said, stop doing this stupid stuff. Let let me be your guide. I was There's like, There's something right. better. All right, I'll do that. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I do also remember in um, junior high, which... So junior high for us is was our seventh and eighth grade, which were probably my hardest years of my life, to be real. I mean, they were just, the highs and lows were quite high and quite low. Like, oh, my word, I was all over the, the map, which I feel like is, you know, par for the course. That's the worst time to be a female. It's And then on top of that, you're around everyone else who's going through their worst time to be a female. So it's just a right? gong show, yeah. as we like to say. It's a massive yeah. cat fight all the time. So anyways, yeah, totally. So then this is going to, you know, make this even better. So we're going down the stairs. There are stairs right at our entrance of our junior high. And there's a set of stairs landing and then another set of stairs. And then there's the main foyer where everybody congregates at the end of the day. And then, you know, they make their way to their bus or whatever. Well, I decide to do like the... The like foot kick out thing when I'm going down the stairs, you know, where you're just like, I don't, I don't know what made me think that that was a wise idea on the stairs, but I did. I maybe made two stairs and then I proceeded to fall on my bottom the rest of the 10 stairs down, not the first set of stairs, the second into the foyer where everybody is standing and staring and looking and like, oh, she just totally fell down the stairs, which I did. And I was walking with my friends and they were all just like, you know, laughing or whatnot. And I'm, you know, not laughing. For one, it hurt my bottom a lot. Yeah. For two, extremely embarrassed and wanting to just run. Yeah. So that was another fun story. And obviously, like, we remember those stories, but probably nobody else remembers those stories. But right, that was very embarrassing. Well, do you me. remember my sister-in-law did a similar situation where on an icy day she went to kick a boy that she thought was cute? And he, he ended up becoming her husband eventually. But she was kicking at him and slipped and fell. And because she had her backpack on, she actually broke her back. Oh, my God. It was She's totally fine. And I don't mean like it healed and all that kind of stuff. But I remember the next week at youth group, because I was her youth pastor, and she comes to youth group. I'm like, so you broke – I mean, I had talked to her throughout the week because yeah. she was a family member too. But you broke your back. Flirting? Because you were kicking at a boy. <laughs> So what does this tell you, <laughs> <laughs> A, about your game, and B, <laughs> what kicking a boy does? You should just avoid all of those things. <laughs> and they got married. If so. you do these things, you're going to break your back. So, <laughs> Step on a crack or kick your boyfriend, break your back. Oh, gosh, I remember that. Oh, I'm going to share one. We had um, a listener, Maddie Haight, had posted a few that were pretty great. Um, one reminds me of my story with, you know, the girl being super kind to me, but she said one time I was real, or I was finally confident enough, sophomore year of high school to come to school wearing no makeup. And she said, the girl behind me tapped me on the shoulder and said, Maddie, you look really, really tired today. She just stared at me and I was like, oh yeah, I am. I was up so late last night. I remember I was not tired at all, which is why this hurt really bad. And it took me until college to be able to not wear makeup again to school. I'm, s- and then yeah. So. That's funny, but tragically funny, right? Yeah. 
it just says everything about what we just said about yeah. girls and school. <laughs> that they're just and, like, yeah. you look really tired. It's like, mm, you don't say that to anybody. Oh, man. Did your grandma die or something? You look so terrible. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just my face. Thanks. <laughs> Really know how to build a person up. I will say that that never happens to boys. Oh, I can, yeah. Yeah. Although what we what boys usually have to go through is the girl that you're interested in totally shoots you down and makes your life miserable. So one of the girls I was interested in at one point, you know, I was wearing shorts in the summertime and she goes, Man, those legs are rough. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> And I think all she meant is, like, you should shave your legs or something, but boys don't typically do that. No. So then I just sat there and stared at her for a little bit, and I'm like, so I guess there's no chance then. I'm not going to really ask right now, because that's not going to work. You're like, this is probably not the time. Yeah, that kind of went back on me. That didn't work. Or you're like, what does that mean? Is that what's going on in your mind? What did you mean about my legs, or is that just what we as women do? Yeah, that's what you do. Oh, okay. So you're just thinking, I don't got a chance. I just shrunk in a shell, like the second grade me, hiding (laughs) hiding as I walk into the grade school. I can kick kickball all the way to the sun. <laughs> I just love that that's the first with, thing that comes to mind. With my little, no, that's what I told the kid. I'm like, oh, like, oh you, you were, actually legit did like, that. Okay. You ever play, uh, you ever play kickball? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kicked the ball all the way to the sun. <laughs> and in truth, I had never played kickball in my life. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. And I whiffed like the first three times I went to try to kick the ball because I was super nerdy. You've seen a picture of like second grade <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I just love that. Yeah. I could kick it to the sun. Big, huge. Strike. Strike. Big, huge glasses. Big forehead. Goofy looking smile. But I could kick that ball. And then I didn't even touch the ball. I said, did you make excuses after that? Like, you're not pitching it right. Or. Oh, my glasses like slid to the end of my nose. I don't know what happened. My leg hurts today. Yeah. I don't know. I looked up at the sun because I was trying to kick it to it. And all it did was blind me. I have no idea what happened. Did you throw a spinner? (laughs) Is that a spinner ball? <laughs> no spin balls. No spin balls. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Oh, Foursquare? Was Foursquare a big thing when you were young? No. Oh, I loved the Foursquare. But I didn't grow up in the 1930s, so I'm just kidding. I'm wow! Just... No, the Pilgrims. That's way... <laughs> 1930s. I was trying to save it. Oh. Back in the Depression. There were kids who played Foursquare, but we made fun of them because we oh, were kickball wow. kids. See, but we only really played kickball with like our teacher. Yeah, we didn't. Oh. We didn't ever really think of playing it with just us. We that was like our our class goes outside to play kickball. I got you. Did you guys do chicken on the monkey bars or anything like that? I don't know. Where you would like? Yeah, go start, at the same time. And yeah, whoever. And whoever whoever fell off first lost, and then we would like sometimes wrap our legs around them. And yep, try to and try to pull. Them down. Yeah, no, we weren't allowed to do that after some broken bones. And I can imagine we were made to stop doing that. But it was fun while it lasted, right? Yeah. We also were told to stop running down the slide from the top, like just run down it mm-hmm. with your feet uh, because some situations occurred. Those frail children ruining it for the rest of us. <sighs> losers. And their stitches that they got. What a bunch of losers. <laughs> <And> their stitches. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> James, you got any good stories? Producer James. Back to school. A good uh, school, school story? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I do know multiple times I have had those, like, 
week before, a couple weeks before school's to start, like, all of a sudden, like, you start thinking about it a lot. And then, like, you go to bed, and you have that dream. The of, dreams. The dream of, like, the first day of school. And it just goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, like, eventually you wake up and realize you're dreaming. But I, I have a problem, like, where my dreams are, like, super vivid. Yep. So lots of times I, like, think my dreams are real even after I've, like, woken up. I'm like, did that happen yesterday or, like, did that not? Yeah. So, like, horrible dreams of that. Um, so you've probably had dreams where you're you're in the hallway naked trying to figure out how you got there and then trying to crawl around finding your clothes. Yeah. Anyone? You've no, never, I haven't. You've I never haven't had one of those. Not that. I mean, I've had other dreams. Psychologists would tell you that it's because you're you're feeling very exposed about something, mm. and so your subconscious sort of comes through in your dream. That's that's one thing. The other one that I have, and I still have it to this day, I will have a dream sometimes that I, I am, I didn't turn a paper in, and I don't have my college degree, and I wake up and I'm freaking out a little bit, and I start to mm-hmm. like think about how am I going to write that thing really quick to get it in, and then I'm like. One of the best feelings is when you realize it was a dream and that relief that comes over you is unlike any other. Like yeah. when you're just like, because I have, I've had a lot of dreams about finals. Right. Almost mm-hmm. every single time where I either go to a final that's not mine, but I decide to take it anyways, or I missed a final. I know. Why I don't, would you do that? Because I'm there and I'm like, oh gosh, I got to take this. I don't know. You're I don't want to so get up and leave. I don't want to get up and leave. I hated getting up and leaving in class. So anyways, all of those dreams. Then when you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, that was a dream. It's like the the relief is, yeah. See, I would have realized it wasn't my final. I would have stood up, started walking out, and I would have gotten to the hallway and realized I wasn't clothed. And then I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing? And then I'm trying to figure out. So then you're crawling to your locker. And then I get one time I got to my locker in my dream, and I can't remember the combination. And I keep spinning the lock, uh-huh. and I just, I am terrified. And then the bell rings, and I'm like, and I wake up. Like, oh, they're all going to see me. And then I'm like, oh, thank God. It's not real. I know. It feels great. The relief after you wake up. Yeah. Not being naked at school. The, this is unlocking a certain amount of terror for me that I didn't realize existed with Back to School. Stay tuned to the counseling to- that is about to ensue. This topic sounded fun at the time. Now I'm kind of wishing we hadn't talked about it at all. But there's other people out there that probably feel the same way you do. It's ripping Band-Aids off that I didn't realize I had put on. The biggest time I ever got in trouble, my, my siblings and I would every once in a while do this thing where if the person... It was in front of you, and you really wanted to hurt them in some way. You would pinch them in their butt really hard, and you would yell, yeek, yeek. Like, so I walked in class, and this kid in my class, for whatever reason, we, we, it was kind of like the teacher was doing something else, and we were all kind of free to do our thing. And he got up and walked in front of, to the desk right in front of mine, and he bent over like in a weird, like, and his butt was right in my face. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this natural impulse because I do it to my siblings all the time. It was just kind of a, and I pinched him and I'm like, yeet! And then he screamed and got <laughs> super mad at me. And then he ran out in the hallway to tell the teacher about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So she's like, she walked in, she's like, did you pinch him? And I'm like, yeah, I did. I did. So <laughs> I did. she's like, get in the hallway. So I went in the hallway and I'm sitting out there and I'm just crying because I've never been in trouble Aww. my whole life. Uh, second grade, same back to the. Wow, <laughs> second grade's a rough year. <laughs> brutal. Ooh. And I'm in the hallway, and I'm just, I'm, like, crying, and I'm trying to figure out what am I, my mom's going to kill me. This is terrible. And then I'm, like, she's going to call my mom. And so I remember walking home, and I was a block away from the school. I'm walking home, and I'm just terrified. Like, she's already gotten a call. She's going to know all about it. I get home. Nothing. She's like, how's your day? And I'm like, it's fine. 
And then I got through the first part of the night and I had no trouble. And I realized she never told my mom. So then I didn't tell anyone for like six months. Oh my word. And then that summer I was going to bed. This shows you how tender of a heart I have, even though everyone thinks I'm heartless. Uh, <laughs> late at night, I was trying to fall asleep and all of a sudden I was just so overwhelmed with conviction that I, I could not live with myself. So I started bawling and I went downstairs and I'm like, mom, I got to tell you back in March, <laughs> it was seriously like, <laughs> it was like, this would be like one of my kids today coming dad before COVID I did something in my class and all it was, I was just like, I, I pinched him. She's like, that's all you did. Why are you so upset? And I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. And then I just moved because on. I didn't tell you. Oh, it was terrifying. Mm. But it was pretty, it was weird. And then I also felt ashamed. Like, why did I touch someone else's butt? Like, what the heck? <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with yeah. me? Yeah. So then I had some serious issues with that. Like, I got to work through these issues because. That's not okay. I got problems. All right. I, I just thought of one. Yeah. Good. Go for it. Back in fifth grade, back when I was a kid still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Um, I was. So. Me and it was like you're hearing the producer James sound effects as well. By the way, yeah, that's yeah. What that I make was. I make a lot of noise. <laughs> 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 All right, no. So for some reason, fifth grade teacher really liked us. So for some reason, we she was crazy for doing it, but we were happy about it. So she put four, like four of us, like best friends, all in like the same group of desks. So like we all sat by each other, messed around the whole year. And at one point, I had, like, pulled the chair out on one of my friends. And, like, oh, he fell over. And it was funny. And, like, nothing really happened. I think the teacher saw and just kind of laughed at it, too. She was super nice. Well, then, I think it was, like, next day or, like, next week, we had a sub. I'm going to my desk, sit down on my desk. And then all of a sudden, there's no chair there. So first instinct, reach forward and grab my desk. But (laughs) it's one of those desks that is, like, you, you stick the things in on, like, your right side. You just push everything in. When I grab out of that desk, it starts to tip back. Everything just comes crashing out oh of the gosh. desk. <laughs> Goes everywhere. At least the substitute was like nice too. So like she didn't really care. She's kind of like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And we were laughing about it. And but yeah, it was scary in the moment. <laughs> oh so you not only lost your balance, but you also pulled the entire desk on yourself. <laughs> That's good. It, it like I got to the point where like everything came out, and then I realized like, "Oh, I should let go of this." And then I let that go and just like fell over myself. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> A lot happens in those moments, right? Oh, yeah. Your brain is running. There's no chair. There's no chair. There's no <laughs> chair. What do I do? Yeah, you're freaking out trying to figure mm-hmm. out what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Is that it? <laughs> Back to school. Back to school. No more stories from Maddie? Um, Actually, Maddie does have one more. So she, so she said... Uh, One time when she had a bad concussion, she was out of school for a month, and one of the effects of this concussion was that she couldn't really talk very well. She stuttered a lot. So when she came back to school... I think I remember this, actually. Probably. She was still stuttering, and she had to give a presentation in front of her class. And her teacher was super patient with her up until this point. As she was presenting, her friends were making fun of her voice. She said, so maybe they weren't my friends... Or maybe they were just dumb boys, you know. 
Anyway, of course, I kept getting distracted as I was up there because of my stutter, and now these friends were making me awkwardly laugh, and my teacher ended up giving me a C on the presentation and literally said, stay focused during your presentation next time, and I'm still upset about this. (laughs) Holy cow. Brutal. I actually was like, I feel like he gave you a C actually because of your stutter, but he just (laughs) made it about something else. (laughs) He was like, I can't make it about that. We'll just make it about her not being focused. My, Anyways. Fa- my favorite memory of Maddie's school career is when Maddie was taking an entrepreneurship class and she had me come try to sell a website to all the students. <laughs> and so I spent about an hour building a website called dropawhale.com. I've heard about this. Which was a business plan that we created where we would buy whales that were dead and drop them out of planes as a save the whales effort. <laughs> so as so as the whale falls out of the sky and lands on a street, and this actually came from uh, my youth group in Milwaukee. We were in Milwaukee, uh, in Haiti, hot, hot day, probably not thinking straight anymore. And we just came up with this idea of dropawhale.com. And it's actually a conservation effort because dropping a whale raises the stakes of people understanding that whales are important. And, and they're they, really big. And they're very large and impossible to clean up. So we should... <laughs> So we should take care of them. <laughs> impossible to clean up. Weren't you going to drop them on like buildings and yeah, things too? Yeah, it was always like a major. So the first one would have been like, you know, a, a beluga whale or a blue whale onto the Sears Tower, now called the Willis Tower, because I always thought that having it be impaled on those two on those hooks nice yes would be yep. amazing. So we, you know, you'd get people taking video of the plane going over, like, what's going on? It's super low flying. And then it becomes viral when the whale falls out of the plane. And then when it gets impaled, then all of the leaflets that we put inside the whale <laughs> of dropthewhale.com, Stop. they would all fall down to the ground and everyone would then go to the website. And at the website, it was a conservation website mostly, but alongside the conservation effort was a poll where you could decide the next type of whale and the next location that we would drop a whale. And would you give money to those things or no? I hadn't thought through the money money part super well. You could pay for ad space either on the whale or on the website. (laughs) On the whale as it's dropping. (laughs) We're having corporate sponsors on the whale. This whale drop brought to you by Amico. By the way, that's not real, so don't, Amico, if you're thinking about sponsoring the Yamcast, we don't want you to run away from us scared because we're still open. But We're still open for business. But, yeah, the, the Pyramids of Giza, Eiffel Tower, you know. I mean, those would be, those would be very interesting. St. Peter's Basilica and, and uh, St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of opportunities here. It's true. You know, the Temple Mount. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm wrong. No. Well, it has to be something significant. It can't mm-hmm. be like... The Gobi Desert, because no one's going to see that, you know? It's got It's got to be legit. I mean, it would have to be, yeah. Right. Just imagine if it's the Hollywood sign, and now it's just, you know, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And the Took L- out a couple the letters. L-Y smash. Mm-hmm. Or Hollywood. 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 Oh, my word. Yeah, so Maddie was, we were in Haiti discussing this former idea that my youth group in Milwaukee had had. And she was so impressed by it. And she's like, I'm in an entrepreneur class this year. You should totally come and teach us about. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not an entrepreneur. I made up a website that doesn't exist with a couple other friends. And then, uh, yeah, I spent all of an hour making the website. And I still get emails to this day of, 
you know, hey, dropawayall.com needs to be renewed. You should totally renew it. And I'm like, <laughs> I bought it for a dollar ninety nine from GoDaddy so I could create a website. I wasn't there's was no intention of keeping that alive. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, if people want to save the whales. That's the main that's the main point. <laughs> oh, that's too much. Imaginations running wild. That's pretty much my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. So Oh, so another school year. Back to school. Is upon us. Who knows if we'll stay in session. I mean, I know where we are, schools are going to school in person. In person. So who knows? Hopefully that stays and doesn't change. I know some outlying schools, they already have. They last like a day or two. But yes, hopefully they stay in person. And we'll see how this school year unravels. I'm sure it's going to go super smoothly and everything's going to be great. Always. Right? Here's to hoping. And as a closing thought to this idea, no matter what happens this year, Jesus is in charge. Mm-hmm. So honor him. I thought you were going to say something about dropthewhale.com. <laughs> Jesus is still in charge. And if you want to invest in dropthewhale.com, just message the, the mcastpod at gmail.com. I think next week we need to have a sponsored segment from dropthewhale.com. I would love to make a drop whale commercial and put it in the podcast. So we'll do see it. what we can do. That'd be funny. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Yes, as always. We love you guys. Go get them. We're praying for you. Go get them. It's going to be a weird year. It is. Embrace it. Let's buckle up. Be flexible. It's probably only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And then it'll get better. When that happens, we have no idea. No. But for now, be prepared for the worst. And as Chris already said, Jesus is in control. He's the best. Yep. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Yamcast. You can check us out at yamcast.podbean.com or on any other podcasting apps like iTunes. We would love it if you'd leave us a review that is any number between four and a half and five stars. If you have any questions that you'd like us to answer here on the podcast, you can email us at yamcastpod at gmail.com. That is yamcastpod at gmail.com. If you'd like more information about us, you can check us out at parkhillschurch.com or on the App Store with the Park Hills Church app. We are also on Instagram, so give us a follow at the Yamcast. Yamcast.